I'm out of cash. I can't afford to keep you on. What? What are you doing? Welcome to the Jared Williams Show. What's up, Jared? Hey, what's up, Joel? <laughs> Nothing, man. <laughs> Chilling in the basement. You know how it goes. <laughs> you are, too. I like your orange and blue lights. Those are really, really nice. <laughs> <laughs> like how can I make this block wall look better you know <laughs> let, me put, let me put an orange mm, need some blue <laughs> <laughs> see it's like a minimal effort thing because it's like I could like I could paint it I could like hang a thing but or Dude, I could hurt. just let me last hard good. hurt good I'm glad well you just ate a bunch of food so it's like you know I'm helping you work those calories off appreciate it appreciate yeah, it yeah no I got you dude I'm here for you 100% oh man I was gonna add some more books today but then I forgot maybe, maybe oh, yeah, next you time need some, you need a good like plumbing book in there when's your plumbing book coming out it's coming out soon when it's done you can throw it up there when you but you I'm said when it's you a copy you, you gotta buy your own <laughs> it'll be cheap it's all good it'll be it'll be 99 cents for all I'll jack the price up for you. <laughs> yeah, just for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, $280. What is this, an academic work? Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's going to well, have some good stuff in there. Yeah, though it's academic. Oh, dude, if I wrote an academic work, that'd be an act of God. Yeah, let's see. You could just like make write about plumbing really, really complicated. Like, with like, what? What are you doing? I moved my camera on accident. Oh, man, nobody noticed until you made that face and then everybody noticed. <laughs> yeah, they're all like, what happened? <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. It was yeah don't purpose. worry. I'll be in Florida and so I'll have a new basement there. Oh, good. Okay. Maybe I'll make it like this basement, though. I'll try to, like, recreate this. You should take a picture of it before you leave and then <laughs> make a giant print out of it. <laughs> I should, but I'll make it like it'll be kind of blurry so it'll look like a thing. It'll be, like, oh, yeah, rippling perfect. with the fan because it'll be hot. Yeah, perfect. Dude, it'll be so good. Man, what you got going on to your nice skin complexion though? No, it'll just get better because it'll be like and I'll be in the sun again. Yeah, it'll be nice. It will be nice. I'm super excited. That's cool. Yeah. All right, man. Oh, what's up? What are we getting into today? Um, so I spent all day on coaching calls. Okay. Like all day. A bunch of coaching calls. Uh-huh. I actually just stacked all my coaching calls like really close together with 15 minutes in, be- in between. And everybody said I was nuts. And today was the first day that I did it. And mm-hmm. it was so much better. Hmm. You Everybody, like everybody in your coaching community? Mm, not everybody was today, but I stacked. Well, all the other coaches were like, dude, you're retarded. Yeah. yeah There's sure. no way you're going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was way better. Like being able to take what used to take me four whole days and combine it down into two whole days or two mm-hmm. and a half days, really. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yes, that sounds like better. I mean, time is like the, sure. our principal commodity. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. 100%. And the more efficient mm-hmm. you can get, the better off you are. That's what I think. I, I had a call with a guy yesterday and he was, we were talking about my workflow for Plum Social and he's mm-hmm. like, show me your workflow, man. Like, let's see if I can help you get it efficient. And uh, what you forget about in like things where you're making lots of the same thing on the computer is your uh-huh. efficiency is like, how can you minimize clicks? Can you lose four clicks in this process? Uh-huh. And you're thinking, you're like, four clicks? Like, that's stupid. I'm not. But then like at the end of the day, you're like, dude, four clicks at the end of the week could turn into three hours 
Oh yeah. Like it's crazy. And so like just talking to him, he's like, yeah, man. So let me teach you this command and this command, and then you can lose those clicks. And then you're here and here, and this is your flow. It's just kind of funny. Like when we try to optimize and be efficient, it's sometimes in really silly things that we'd never consider like clicks of a mouse. Oh yeah. Like keyboard shortcuts. Like if you're doing mm-hmm. this, like something all the time and you can make mm-hmm. a keyboard shortcut for it. Mm-hmm. It's unreal how much time that'll save you. Yeah. You don't know it until you do it. And you're like, oh my yep. gosh, I'm like done with my stuff today. I didn't. Uh-huh. And all I did was click less. It's, it's kind of <laughs> dumb. It's like the, 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 little, the little things add up. And, and like, we all know that, right? Like we know that in theory, but we don't believe it because we don't practice it until we're right. shown it. And then we're like, oh gosh, that actually does make sense. Huh? Right. Yep. So on my coaching calls, like a reoccurring theme that I keep seeing coming up is these guys, they... They start their plumbing business. Um, they get a little bit down the road and then they hire me to coach them. And mm. a lot of times I'll see these guys, they've got apprentices, right? Mm-hmm. So they've got mm-hmm. like one of my clients had two trucks going and two apprentices. Mm-hmm. And so he had two journeymen and they would have a full-time apprentice riding with them. Um, okay. Another guy, another guy that I talked to today, same thing. You had one journeyman, one apprentice. And the question becomes like, they think they need to hire apprentices for some reason. I don't quite understand what is going through their head. Um, but like we could talk about when should you hire an apprentice and in, and in what stages, what kind of employees you're looking for. Right. Cause it actually yeah. came up in pretty mm-hmm. much all of my calls today. Like, what am I looking for in an employee? How do I find employees? Mm-hmm. Should I or should I not hire an apprentice? That's what we need to talk about today. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. I've heard from the calls that I've been on that people will hire apprentices because the idea is you can sort of take this person and then bring them up in your culture and your company, and then you'll have like a really solid worker at the end of it. Um. Yeah, you are right. Yeah, but you're wrong. Okay, <laughs> that yeah. Is, okay, that's that's right kind of what sense that that's what people do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are wrong in doing that, in my opinion. Okay, how come? What happens? So, I think that's cool. Like later on in your business, okay, when you're making a bunch of cash, okay, and then gotcha. you want to go bring somebody in and train them for a year on how to do your systems and do things your way and add to the, to the labor pool. That's Mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, when you're just starting out and your cash reserves are limited, um, you need every single one of your employees needs to be making you money. Right. So they need to, they need the ability to go out into the van, be able to go to a job, be able to bill work and make you money. So mm-hmm. if you have an apprentice that can do that, that's great. But if if they're having mm-hmm. to ride with somebody, then all you're doing is spending money on that person sure. month over month over month, and they're not actually making you any money. Mm-hmm. And so strapped for cash in the beginning, you're trying to invest in more marketing, more vans, more equipment, more tools, more, you know, mm-hmm. fill the vans with stock. Mm-hmm. Um, you're having a invest in hiring systems. It doesn't make sense to then say, oh, I'm going to invest in this apprentice for a year. Sure. You're already investing in too many things. 
mm-hmm. to risk investing in, in investing in an apprentice. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is people will invest in this apprentice. They'll spend, 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 and they'll actually start losing money. Okay, so then they're risking their entire company, their entire family life, their income on this one apprentice, right? Not just the apprentice, all their other employees. Right. So it's just a bad idea all around to bring Mm -hmm. an apprentice in in the beginning. You really Mm -hmm. want all of your plumbers, all of your employees need to be producing. They need to be creating cash flow, okay? Sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Production defined as cash flow, not just he works really good because he's not independently right. working really well. He's with other dudes who are just there, could be even there chilling yep. because they got to be there with the apprentice. So it yep. sounds like, and I think this is a reoccurring theme here, it sounds like that within a plumbing business, there is a pretty, I don't know, maybe strict is too strong a word, but there seems to be a strict order of operations that you do things in. And if you deviate from these order of operations or you add in an extra thing too early, then it's going to sort of mess your flow up and you're going to have to reassess and maybe take a step back. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes you got to, I think I said this before our call, sometimes you got to take a step back to take a step forward, right? One yeah, step back, sure. two steps forward. Mm-hmm. Um, like you put, like I talked to a guy this morning, he put the cart before the horse as I told mm-hmm. it to him. Um, Mm -hmm. He hired guys before he had proper marketing in place. Mm -hmm. So then he had these guys, but he didn't have any work for them. So he's just burning Mm -hmm. cash. And then Mm -hmm. he doesn't have the cash to invest into marketing. And so it's like, okay, you need to take a step back. You're probably going to have to get rid of your guys because you only have enough work for yourself. Go jump back Mm -hmm. in the van, put some money away, go get some marketing, hire a marketing company do mm-hmm. some marketing, create some call volume, and then you can start hiring guys back again. Right. Um, that's kind of the right order of operations, right? So for him, he needed to take a step back and actually reinvest in different areas. Right. And will he do it? It's up to him. Yeah, that's a tough one, especially if you have some employees that you like that are promising. But honestly, mm-hmm. the quicker you can... St- let those employees know the reality of the situation, the more likely you'll be able to get them back when you can take them back. Because if you let them sit there for too long without anything to do, that's going to leave a bad taste in their mouth potentially. But if you're like, Hey guys, listen, I gotta let you go because I just don't have the call volume. But when I get the call volume, you're the first people I call. And like in the back of your head, you can be planning how you can win them back if they're really good. You can promise them whatever pay, whatever the benefits that you can give, but you still have to get your call volume there so that you can actually deliver on those promises. Yep. I always tell all my clients when they're dealing with, you know, employees that maybe they got to let go, I always tell them, just be totally honest with them. Hey, I made a mistake. I screwed up. Yeah. I did this thing. Like I, I, I didn't do enough marketing to keep you busy. I'm out of cash. I can't afford to keep you on. Um, and just be real and level with them. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know, if they're a good employee, hey, man, you're an awesome employee. I got nothing against you. I love having you work here. But for the safety of this company and for the, the well-being of this company, I got to let you go because I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to bring you back on once I get this fixed. And maintain that relationship. Like, keep that a good relationship. Just be honest right. with them. Tell right. them, I'm not going to make this mistake again. And especially if they've hired like me as a coach or somebody as a coach, 
you can tell your employees, yeah, I hired a business coach. We're getting on track. It's going to be way better in the future. Sure. And you'll likely get that employee back. Yeah, I think so. Especially yeah. with sort of the plumbing company that if you're their coach, we know they're trying to create. Like They're trying to create a plumbing right. company that will be very advantageous for that person to work for, work at. Yeah. Yep. So you're going to be able to offer them something that probably the other company is going to have to work for in the meantime isn't going to be able to offer. Yeah, because ultimately you want to build a plumbing company where where you're offering this premium product at a premium price, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're getting premium customers, and then you can pay your guys a premium. So everything yes. around the board is just premium. Yes, premium. Premium, 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 premium everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what, like, that's where the money is, okay? Um, if you offer, if you have a premium price but not a premium product, then mm-hmm. you're going to lose. You're not going to make any money. Right. Customers are going to be unhappy. If you have a premium product, but you don't charge a premium price, then you're going to lose because you're not going to make enough money to pay to fulfill on this product that you're that you're trying to fulfill on. Right. Um, and then if you have a premium product, premium price, but you don't have premium people because you're not <laughs> sure. paying them premium wages, mm. you're, you're not going to have be able to fulfill on that product, right? Right. So it all kind of goes hand in hand. Sure. That's, that's really the business you want to build. You want to have premium everything, like premium marketing, premium software, mm-hmm. premium people, premium vehicles, premium mm-hmm. tools, just the best of the best of everything. And that's gonna mm-hmm. that's gonna do two things. It's gonna make you the most money while you own your business, and it's gonna make you the most money when you go to sell your business. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because so you, you achieve the short term and the long term. Yeah, because we got to be building something of value, right? Mm-hmm. If you're gonna build it, build something that's valuable. Do your best yep. to build something that's valuable, right? Mm-hmm. No sense in building something that's not valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So talking about apprentice, so we talked about sort of when you don't want to bring in an apprentice. Uh So why don't you speak to when you think it is, when it's a good time to bring in an apprentice and why you would do so? And I guess maybe why? Like, we'll start with that. Honestly, I just wouldn't do it. Okay. And that's just me. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to pay to train somebody. Gotcha. Beyond, you know, I don't want to pay to train them on the basics. Sure. I'll take somebody who knows the basics and train them on maybe the more complicated stuff because you can have that training process can be pretty quick. But to mm-hmm. train somebody on the basics, um, it's going to be a long time before they're ready to bill in the truck. Mm. I'd rather let another company train them on the basics and then I'll grab them and pay them more over my company. Mm-hmm. That would be a much better move in my mind. So that I kind of go ahead. That way you're not just wasting that money, right? For, yeah, on an sure. employee that you don't know if he's going to stick with you or not. Yeah, sure. Because he might actually not even like the style of business that you run. Even if you're running right. the business correctly, that might not be for him. Might not be the environment yeah. that he actually wants to be in. Yeah, it might not be a good fit. As surprisingly as that sounds, but that does yeah. happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because I can definitely hear, like the argument I hear is still the one where it's like, yeah, man, but like he's like young and impressionable and I can mm-hmm. like shape him into whatever. Yeah. The only apprentice I would hire is one that I could put in a truck by himself. Yeah. Like he sure. knows enough to get out in the truck and get billing. 
even if he's going to go out and make mistakes and be able to learn from those mistakes, that's okay. Mm -hmm. As long as he's out there making you money, that's what Mm -hmm. I would care about. That's how I would measure if I'm going to hire him or not. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know, outside of apprentices, like thinking about when guys are hiring new plumbers, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of guys, when they're early on in their business, they'll get stuck on the, okay, I got to hire this like superstar. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause I need a superstar to take care of my customers. And while you want to hire as many superstars as you can, the fact of the matter is you can't get all superstars. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes when you're growing your business, you have to get employees that are good enough. And then you can bring them in if they're good enough and you can train them. And if they're trainable, they'll become much better. Mm -hmm. If they're not, then they'll usually tend to move on. Or if they don't make you money, that's when you kick them out the door. Mm -hmm. But you kind of want to bring them in like, okay, this guy's going to be good enough to get me by for the next three months. This -hmm. guy's going to be good enough to get me by for the next six months. And then Mm -hmm. at that point, we'll reevaluate. That's okay to hire those guys. Yeah, sure. Because you kind of like, especially in the beginning, you don't have a a giant labor pool to pull from. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to be okay with okay, this guy's going to get me by because I need a body right now, right? Right. And then keep hiring, always be hiring, mm-hmm. and then get into it and go, here's a really good guy, I'm going to hire him too, and then figure out who you want to keep at that point. Mm, sure. Rather than, yeah. rather than waiting six months to hire somebody to wait for that, that good guy, right? Mm-hmm. Get the guy that can come in, he can be good enough, he can make you some cash, he doesn't get that many one-star reviews. Maybe he gets one or two in that six-month period. That's it. The rest of them are five-star. Mm-hmm. That guy's going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe like work on, because I think there is a limiting belief, or it's maybe it's not necessarily limiting, but it's a perspective that says, this apprentice, I'm going to be able to turn him into the plumber that I want, and it's going to be easier to do that than to turn this plumber into the plumber that I want, who's already worked, who's already done stuff. And I don't, I, I think we think that because, well, he's young and he's impressionable, but I don't know. I don't think there's a lot of whole lot of validity in that thought. Cause I think if you have a good culture and I don't know, if you can train well at your shop, then you should be able to take somebody because you hired the right person. <laughs> almost made it through without laughing at you. (laughs) (laughs) I see where you're going. Yeah. So if, yeah, speak to that, like, or, or am I completely off? I see where you're going. I think it's, I think you can, you can take an apprentice and you can turn them into an employee that fits within your culture. That is a great fit that ends up being a really good employee. Mm -hmm. But, um, the timeframe that it's going to take to do that when you're trying to grow a business is too long. Right. Because of course, in the, the beginning stages of your business are like the most risky, right? Mm-hmm. It's when it's when the margins are the thinnest because you're mm-hmm. you're you haven't hit any economy of scale. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, you're trying to reinvest in your business as much as possible, so your your profit margins are super small, and it's the most risky. So mm-hmm. in my mind, I want to hurry up and get out of there. <laughs> I wanna, yeah, I want to yeah. hurry up and scale so that I start getting an economy of scale, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're going to have so much overhead, and then if you can split up that overhead by enough people, 
then each person has to do less work in order to mm-hmm. cover your overhead. So you just sure. gain you mm-hmm. gain efficiency there. You gain mm-hmm. economy of scale. Mm-hmm. And so if you can get out of there quickly, then all of a sudden you've mitigated a lot of the risk of being in business. Mm-hmm. So by mm. bringing in an apprentice and trying to train them for mm. an entire year, like you mm-hmm. can only have one apprentice training per journeyman that you have. Mm-hmm. So you completely lose that speed of scale, right? Sure. You lose you're out in, yeah. on gaining mm-hmm. that economy of scale. And then you sit in this very risky spot for mm-hmm. a long time, which to me is just too scary to do. I would I wouldn't want to do that. The goal should always be to build a business, to mitigate as much risk as possible, to create as much profit as possible so that you can have a business that's as valuable as possible. Mm-hmm. And by holding yeah. on, by trying to train apprentices too early, you're, you're risking all of that, right? Yeah, don't hang out in the danger zone. You know, like why would, like if you could hang out in the danger zone for a year versus hanging out in the danger zone for five years or mm-hmm. three years or four mm-hmm. years, like what's the chances <clears throat> of something bad happening in four years versus something bad happening in one year? Sure. Much higher chances. Four mm-hmm. times the chances, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Anything, yeah. So that mm-hmm. decreases your chances of being successful. Mm-hmm. And actually yeah. reaching that zone of being profitable. Not to and mention you, all the profit that you missed out on in three years. Right. Yeah, sure. And if you want to like hire apprentices because that's like you were an apprentice and you know this guy took you on, it was super awesome experience for you. And so you have this like desire, then make that your desire, but put it when you can actually sustain it. So it doesn't yeah. impact your margins to the degree where you're screwed. Like do it later when you're like, oh, cool. We have these things like you talked about, your economy of scale and everything so that you can take on apprentices and do, I don't know, do good for the world by teaching those apprentices what a good workspace looks like, but just don't do it early. Yeah, don't do it too early. Just do yeah. it once you have a lot of cash flow. Like in my mind, once you have, you know, 10 guys going um, and you have a general manager in place and you're hitting minimum 20% profit margins, hopefully you're hitting closer to 30. That's when I would say, okay, let's, now we can bring in an apprentice. I'll spend the money to train an apprentice. Sure. Um, But even then I would still choose my apprentices wisely. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Like I would so much rather run a business that, that, how do I say this? I guess I would rather run a business that, instead of training guys, just pays their guys way more money and steals guys from other shops, (laughs) right? Sure. Just charge the customer a little bit more, pay your guys more, and then get all your employees from other shops. Mm -hmm. Create a better work environment, create more Mm -hmm. pay, better benefits. Mm -hmm. Because those employees are going to be better anyways. Right? right, they're coming mm-hmm. over to you because they can make more money in your shop and have a better mm-hmm. environment. They're going to mm-hmm. be better employees. Mm-hmm. They're they have a desire to do better, mm-hmm. and you're going to have a better product, and you're going to be able to charge more for that product. Mm-hmm. So, in my mind, that's what I would continue to do until that's just not an option anymore. And then I would bring in an apprentice. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah, makes total mm. sense. I'm mm. a good sense maker. 
Okay, so why else would somebody bring on an apprentice too early? Like, let's say they didn't think like what we just discussed. Like, they're not mm-hmm. trying to make this guy fit into his culture. What's another reason somebody would bring on an apprentice? So a lot of times people will, um, they're cheaper. Okay. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which really, I mean, it really doesn't do you any good. Yeah, they're cheaper, but do they make you any mm. money? No. Yeah. You're looking at the wrong metric. You're looking at, well, he's cheaper, yeah. but you're not, that's not how you should think. You shouldn't think, let me get the cheapest thing. You should think what's going to make me the most money. Yeah. So I talked to a guy, I talked to a guy and he, he basically was like, so I got these two apprentices. They actually roll around together because one of them could technically be a journeyman and one of, but he doesn't fill out his paperwork very well. And the other one is an <laughs> apprentice and he doesn't have the work experience, but he's really good at filling out paperwork. So together they're like one journeyman. <laughs> and I'm like, why, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. why do that? Yeah. Um, and it's like, you're, you're taking up one truck with, two apprentices when you could take up one truck with one journeyman who would likely make you more money than those two apprentices, even though they're cheaper or the same price or whatever. Right. Yeah. And you're not helping those apprentices because you're allowing the guy to not get better at paperwork by allowing somebody to do his work for him. Yeah. So it's like, you're not doing a service to him because once he's done here and he needs to move somewhere else or whatever, he's going to be like, yeah, I worked this long, but I suck at paperwork. I'm like, what? That's weird. You used to do all the paperwork for me. I just had a guy who did that for me. Do you not, do you guys not have a guy like that? Like it's, yeah. you know, it's not fair to him. Yeah. So I told him, you know, I told him, Hey, we'll get rid of the apprentice that does the paperwork. Tell the apprentice that has the quality to do the work that he's going to have to do his own paperwork. <laughs> and then yeah. Yeah. he'll probably be more productive actually, because he won't have somebody to chit chat to all day. hundred percent. And he'll probably actually like start making you money. Yes. And then plus you just stop spending on the other apprentice. So it's like a win-win. You're going to make way yeah. more money that way. Yeah. Yeah. I So again, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me that like, since everybody is running solo, like everybody's running with just them and their truck, the longer you keep them with somebody else, it's not the reality of their job. So it's just going right. to like, it's going to stifle their growth because if I always have somebody rolling with me, I'm always going to have somebody to bounce ideas off of. That's going to be my habit, which is going to translate that when I'm alone, I'm always going to be bugging the GM. I'm not going to be able to make these decisions on my own. It's just, I'm not going to be as effective because I was sort of handheld too long. Yes, that is correct. Hmm. Two people in a truck, in my experience, is always less efficient than two people in separate trucks billing separate customers. Mm Mm-hmm. It's never, it's never good to have two guys in a truck trying to serve one customer. It just doesn't work. It's not effective. It costs yeah. way too much money to have them there. They're likely not as efficient as if one guy was by himself and you end up losing money. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing that, like if you got two journeymen in a truck, just quit doing that. That's a yeah. waste. Like mm-hmm. you were just burning dollars, mm-hmm. lots of dollars. That's mm-hmm. dumb. <laughs> that's stupid with a capital S. Holy moly. That's real stupid. <laughs> Jeez. Jerry doesn't usually talk like that folks. So uh, forgive his harsh language. So watch out. <laughs> cool. Well, what else on apprentice? You got anything more? 
dude, that's it. Don't hire them. Like if you're starting out, don't hire them. Don't hire them until you have exhausted all possibilities of hiring totally capable people that can bill out. Hmm. Then go hire people you have to train. That's really what it boils mm-hmm. down to. Sweet. Okay, man. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. That makes a lot of sense. Dude, you bet. When are you starting your plumbing business? Oh, yeah. Anytime now. <laughs> just got to just gotta go to plumber school and learn the difference between a union bolt and a normal bolt. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'll see you next time, Jared. All right. See ya.